you think of this shirt, Jay Stone? You ever seen a Lewis Johnson from Brothers Johnson t-shirt? How cool is that? Dispatches from Planet Funk. This is the Aced Out Podcast. Dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out. By profiting from the soul. Without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul. Oh yeah. That's right. This is Ace Allen. A.K.A. Barack Wayne. And we're brought to you by the letter P. (laughs) And sponsored by Pete. P-E-T-E. Otherwise known as... People for the Ethical Treatment of Ear Holes. All of us here, we're all Funkin' Fam affiliated. That's because funk is spelled fun with a K. That's why they pronounce it funky. What do you got to say about that, Jay? You know it. You know the thing about the letter P, if you say it too close to the microphone, the microphone explodes. <laughs> In the uh, linguistic world, it's called a plosive. So you got to, the the, uh, the trick is you turn your head sideways, you go P, like that. Uh-huh. And then I spit on Jay Stone over there. Sorry uh-huh. about that. I didn't mean to spread my germs. And uh, we really got to say the letter P today, Jay Stone, because right. speaking of P, we, we spoke to a P-Funk all-star, Stephen Boyd. Now, you guys, if you've seen uh, George Clinton in the P-Funk all-star show over the course of, say, since the early 90s up until just recently, you've seen Stephen Boyd perform. He's got a golden voice, and he tends to do a lot of the Glenn Goins songs, the late, great Glenn Goins. So he sings Lee J. Stone on stuff like Bob Gun, mm-hmm. Funkin' for Fun. Nice. Uh, Stephen Boyd, he comes, uh, he comes from the United Sound uh, scene, Jay Stone. Okay. We've, uh, we've discussed that a lot with uh, past guests like JW, right. Shirley Hayden, Don Davis, the owner of United Sound in Detroit, Michigan. There in the late 70s, Stephen Boyd, our guest today. Um, he sang in a group called Five Special. Five mm-hmm. Special is a singing group, you know, like yeah. Temptations, something like that, All right. Dramatics. Five Special, Stephen Boyd and four other cats. So who were their house band? Their house band was P-Funk. Mm. So on some fantastic stuff by Five Special, you got uh, players like Bernie Worrell, you got the Horny Horns, you wow. know, Maceo Parker, Fred Wesley, and our previous guest, Rick Gardner. Wow. Uh, Five Special, they put out three albums. They had their self-titled debut, which came out in 1979. And on that, they had hits like this big song they had called Why Leave Us Alone. Uh-huh. Um, after that, they came out with the Super Funk Infused Special Edition, uh, which came out in 1980. And they did another one after that called Trackin'. Uh, special edition is my favorite. It has the song Jam, mm. and it's got that just P-Funk ingredients. As a matter of fact, if you're a P-Funketeer, you got to have a five special album in your collection, or your collection is incomplete, in my opinion. Jay Stone, so Stephen Boyd, after Five Special broke up, yeah, he actually got signed, interestingly enough, to Westbound Records as a solo artist wow. in the early 1990s, which, by the way, I didn't even know that they did that, were doing that, but they signed him and got a new album going with him. 
and then he went on a promotional tour uh, where he opened up for George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. So Stephen Boyd with his own solo joint, Even Steven, he, you know what I'm saying? He was yeah. like an opening act for uh, George Clinton. I don't know, I guess about six months or something. Nice. I don't know, he just kind of never left. He right. sort of wound up in the band. Found it, it was home. Yeah, George, George took him, he kind of took marching orders from George, and George said, you're in my band now. And he just kind of, he stayed on the road with him, and he said they were doing like 200 shows a year. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, that's a heck of a lot. And he is just part of the P-Funk royalty, and it's such a great thing to have him on. And Stephen Boyd himself has appeared on such albums, Jay Stone, as Dope Dogs. The awesome power of a fully operational mothership. Yeah. How late do you have to be before you are absent? I've asked that question many times myself. You know what, Steve Boyd, he's great with the All-Stars, but I love his solo stuff, and we're going to play a lot of his solo stuff on this show, Jay Stone. We're going to use it as kind of like a solo showcase for uh, Stephen Boyd. Cool. He's done some great tracks. He's even recorded with guys like Elder Barge. Yeah. Um, and he did his own five-song EP, which is on thefunkstore.com. It's Stephen Boyd, live in Austin, Texas, that came out in 2019. It features such players as Mike Hampton, Lias Curry, uh, Mike LePayne on vocals. Stephen Boyd, it was great talking to him, Jay Stone. <laughs> he was able to focus on us, even though he was watching 10 TVs at the same time. Right. You'll see what we mean when you listen to it. <laughs> He's a really cool brother, and he has a really cool vibe. He's yeah. worked with everybody from the Eurythmics to Prince to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, of course, he's all over that George Clinton stuff and then some. No doubt. Um, you know what? I'm excited. Uh, we're just rolling this year. We're getting real busy, Jay Stone. I can hardly keep up with this Aced Out podcast stuff. Uh, we got uh, coming up on future uh, shows, Jay Stone, Andre Fox. You know Andre Fox oh, yes. on guitar? Most definitely. JW's going to have him uh, on. JW, by the way, the name I keep saying, that's our brother from the P-Funk fam. Uh, brother to uh, Debbie Wright and also uh, original drummer for the group Parlette. He met George Clinton when he was 12 and just part of that whole community. He's getting Andre Fox on for us. You got to hook up, I think, right, Jay Stone? Uh, you, uh, your brother and you, I think, Nat. Right. Uh, Marshall Thompson from the Shy Lights is going to be on Ace Out Podcast? Yes, sir. What? <laughs> How did that come together? Man, well, uh, my brother's wife, Renee, that's her uncle or something like this. You know, oh. they're closely related. And uh, Marshall is a cool dude. I met him a few times and uh, hung out and just all around. Oh, you have met him before? Oh, yeah, yeah. I met him in Atlanta and uh, in California. Went to go see him actually just backstage uh, at the theater downtown Oakland. I didn't even see the show. I just went to go say hi. You know, that's amazing. I mean, that, we're talking like, have you seen her? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. girl. I mean, that's cool, the dude. dude. That's amazing, yeah. man. And when we went to the, uh, I can't remember the place down in Oakland, the famous place, but they were ironing their clothes old school oh, style. Okay. You know, with their all right. suits, man. It, was, it right. was a trip. Getting their creases together. Getting it all tight. Their little brims and shiny ass uh, shoes and stuff. Well, right on, man. I yeah. can't believe that because, I mean, okay, I ordered his autobiography because I, I know he has one. Yeah. So I got that going on Amazon. It still hasn't come yet, so as soon as I read that, we're going to have him on. We're also going to have Richard Segovia. Yes. 
um, percussionist and songwriter who's part of the Latin rock scene. You yes. know, Carlos Santana, that One kind of, of thing, buddies. man. Uh, he also is the owner of that house. Um, you guys, if you've ever been to San Francisco, you go to the Mission District. Let's see, it's on York and 25th. Yes. And the house J Stone is covered with a, a beautiful mural with yeah. all like the Latin rock music greats, like about a right. hundred different musicians from Latin rock, yeah, in, in, including the Prophets, the Malibus who became Malo, yeah, of course Carlos Santana, right. Anyway, I know uh, your wife Tina and yourselves. You also hooked that up for us as well, so yeah. we can get him on the show. Yeah, most definitely. Richard is a is a great guy, very helpful and knowledgeable, and is really out. You know, he he works for a lot of kids and this and that. You yeah, know, right. In the neighborhood, and he's like the mayor of the mission. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I neglected to say yeah the mayor of the mission. I neglected to say it's called Casa Bandido. Yes. And it's an SF landmark. Yes. Most and, definitely. Uh, that's going to be great. So I can't believe what we got going on here, man. The guests we got coming up is so beautiful. Um, I also want to thank everybody once again. Our previous episode of Memorial for Brother P and went off swimmingly. And I want to thank everybody for doing that. That was a tough one to get together and it was a lot of work. So I want to thank uh, Teresa Owens, Patrick's cousin, especially for helping us get people on the show, including uh, her aunt Dot, uh, Patrick's mother, Dorothy. Yeah. And uh, that, that was a great show, right, Jay yeah, Stone? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it really was, nice. And McFab did a good job there. I think he was trying to trick, take my job there at the end. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that, was a, that was a really good experience. And uh, that show was a trip because, you know, m- most of these shows are pre-planned. I know it sounds like we're just kind of hanging out, everybody there at home. But I do a lot of pre-production and, you know, kind of planning out the show. And on the day of the show, Jay Stone, you know, I had this idea, okay, this is the show, right? Right. And then when I was driving to go pick up uh, Debbie right. uh, to get her picture taken, when I was going to her house to pick her up, Densfield, he finally got back in touch with me because okay. I've been playing tag with him. Right. Uh, Densfield Alexander, a uh, great reggae bassist, he contacted me. So I was like, oh, okay. But then I kind of, I couldn't get in touch with them again. Uh-huh. Then when I drove to the studio to go record it, Teresa called me, and it was only then at noon, which is when we were supposed to start, that I found out that Patrick's mother would agree to come on. Oh, sweet. So I was like, oh, wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Then um, when we were about to go on the air, when we were finally seated and we were about to start, then his uh, other cousin, Jackie, she called me right then. Right. And then she asked if she could be on the show. Okay. So we, we, it was a lot of juggling, and I was kind of like, I was kind of like uh, flustered <laughs> a little bit. And it was kind of emotional doing the show as well. So I'm just glad it all kind of yeah, came off it and worked stuff. Out. And I kind of just had to think about the audio after and just kind of listen to what we had and put it together. But I think it came off great. Mm-hmm. We used a lot of uh, recordings of Patrick playing live. Yeah. Even some recordings that John was able to provide me with. And we used even some of Patrick's baby pictures on the um, the yeah, site. That was cool. By the way, guys, I want to say that um, Brother P from the Funkonauts, uh, Patrick Owens, there will be a memorial for him of some kind, as we heard from his mother, uh, this summer sometime. So that's TBD, all right? So just... Uh, uh, stay tuned for all of that, you guys. Yes. We're back here in the Blue Room. We're back here with our brother Nick Ways. 
Nick finally squeezed us into his very tight schedule right now. He's been duping stuff, Jay Stone. Okay. You know, Nick has a business where he copies like people's old VHS tapes or right. old cassette tapes. And everybody's just been at home on COVID, so everybody's got a project, you know? Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> his phone's like, he can't even work on his own stuff, you know what I mean? He's just working on this. Wow. So I'm, I'm glad to be back. It's great to be back with him. We did a great episode. Shout out to Monster. We're going to do a, a have Monster on as a future guest. Um, this show is an Isaac Bradbury production, and our show is brought to you by Three Charge and Scott Shepard. I want to say hello to our listeners all over the world. Hey, hey. From Cali to the Chattahoochee River, from Seoul, Korea to Senegal. What's up, everyone? Yes. Listen to Ace Out Podcast on Stitcher. Listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Tune In, Overcast. But the real deal experience. Where should that be, Jay Stone? Acedoutpodcast.com. That's A-C-E-D-O-U-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. All right. Uh, you know what? Before we get into this interview, I got a great song to warm up with. This has been my jam for the last week during the pre-production. Nick, do me a favor. Hit that song before we get into the Steve Boyd stuff. I hate to interrupt this uh, music, this old 60s, 70s Japanese soul music. <laughs> but I want to check this out. Okay, Five Special, right? This is what I've been talking about. The group okay. that uh, Steve was in before he started singing the P-Funk All-Stars. This is from 1980, right? That's Bernie Worrell right there. You didn't know, you guys? This song's called Jam. The very first song... By Five Special. This is from their second album. Some of that Detroit funk. Uh-oh. This got one of those long intros, you know? You can just warm up. The horny horns are on this one. Maceo, Rick, Fred. Haha, <laughs> listen to that bass line. I'm telling you guys, your P-Funk collection ain't complete until you get this one. Fine special with Stephen Boyd with the Golden Voice. Uh, ha. Uh, yeah. This wakes me up in the morning, you know what I'm saying, Jay Stone? I don't need no energy drink. Right? <laughs> Get some five special, brother. Five special coming right up. Uh, you mother. We're going to talk to Steve Boyd. He's in South Carolina at his mom's house. With ten TVs on. <laughs> He's got ten TVs on. All right, here we go. Check this out. We're going to slide right into it, y'all. A-Style Podcast. This is episode 17. We're going to keep doing it.
Defy you not to smile listening to that. How you doing, Steve Boyd? Hey man, I'm you feeling doing fine. How's everybody doing out there? Doing good now. Talking to you, man. Yes, um, sir. Yo, correct me if I'm wrong. So that's that's jam. That's a five special. Is we got uh, Bernie Worrell playing keys on that? Yes, that is Mr. Bernie Worrell, the nope. insurance man for the funk. No mm. wonder. And I think the horny horns too, right? Yes. And that's uh, that would be Fred Wesley and Maceo and Rick and uh, uh, yeah and Rick. Wow, man! See, that's too good. So basically, is that how it worked? Where was Funkadelic or the P Funk Clan? They're just kind of like your house band for the five special albums, or how did that work out? You guys are both you're all in United Sound, right? Is that how it came together? Yes, exactly. That's that's exactly how it happened. We were all in the United Sound, recording different projects, right? you know, at the same time. I, I can tell you an interesting story about that song. Uh, Please do. Jam. Uh, when it first came out, when it first came out, it was saying, Jam, you mother. Mm-hmm. And so radio stations, they banned it. What? They banned the record. And they said, the only way we will play it is if uh, you guys go back in the studio and say, jam, you brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do that? Did you did you uh, meet that request? Yeah, we went back in the studio and we cut, uh, we did a track. It was called Jam, You Brothers. And so they put it back on the radio one time. You know, they they spent it a few times and then they left it alone. They put it back on the shelf. I don't know how you could. I, I would just take that off the shelf and never put it back. That's my joint. I love that song so much. It's got that balance. makes you feel good. Yeah. How did you guys come up with that? I noticed a lot of Five Special tunes. It's Five Special, by the way. The guys listening to the sound of my voice is a wonderful band. Your, your P-Funk collection is incomplete if you don't have the Five Special albums. You guys had a lot of long intros, like a lot of your song, even like, you know, Why Leave Us Alone? You know, you let the music kind of ride for a while before you even come in. That's interesting because you guys were a vocal yeah, group. Yeah, we, we was giving away music. Right. <laughs> we was giving away mu- free music. Free beats. As a matter of fact, uh, MC Hammer uh-huh. actually, MC Hammer actually sampled that Why Leave Us Alone. Did he? For what tune? I don't remember that. I gotta look back and go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Let me okay. Let me go back then because I want to talk to you about everything about P Funk, about your solo stuff, uh, even Steven, even stuff that you've done recently. You're live in Austin, Texas, okay? But let me ask you first. Um, so, how did you get? What was Steve Boyd do, doing up until you got to United Sound? First of all, how did Five Special come together? It was five of you on vocals, right? Um, where did that group come from, and how did you all come up? 
Well, you know, it, it started off as, a, you know, a, a gang-related type of thing out in the street, you know, gang-banging. You, you say gang-related. Uh, stealing cars. I think we that was the... That was the only way we got to United Sound. We, we would have we would have to steal a car. <laughs> Wait a second. So you're saying the Group Five Special started? You said it started with gang banging and stealing cars. That's how, how. When did you guys get to singing and stuff? Man, we had to rob a gas station one day to get just to get the gas money and, and money to eat with. Steve, I can't believe you. You seem like such a nice guy. You know what I, mean? I can't imagine. <laughs> Those are just some of the things that you would do to, you know, to just keep to get by. To stay into the music business right. and wow. keep yourself in there. <laughs> so you, you must have really wanted to stay in. So who was who was the leader then? Who was you know when Five Special started? Who who who's like the founding members of the group? Are you a founder of the group? Did you come into the group? Y'all run around no, in Detroit? I, re- I actually replaced the guy. His name was Zeke. Okay. His, na- his name was Zeke Stanley. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I replaced him, uh, we were off and running. Who were you signed to when you recorded at United Sound? Does that mean you were a Don Davis group? Um, who was your manager? Who was in charge of Five Special? The well, band? no. Don Davis, actually, he was the owner. Don Davis was the owner of the studio. Got you. He he never produced us. He produ- he was the producer of the dramatics. He produced mm. what you see is what you get, mm. and then the rain and all of that stuff. Nice. Wow, wow, that's amazing. And then how did how um how did you imagine your career going? Like, what did you want to do? Did you want to, was that your, um, did you just kind of fall into the music business? Was that your dream? You said you were stealing cars and stuff, so you must've been hungry. Uh, who are so your, who I, are your influences? I, mean, I was kind of like born into the environment mm-hmm. of uh, doo-wop and record making and songwriting and stuff like that. Because it was kind of like an independent music scene, right? Like JW told us about that. The whole uh, United Sound, uh, lots of musical artists, lots of sessions, lots of records being put out independently. Is that right? Yes, it pretty much was a a record-making machine there at uh, United Sound with all of the various uh, projects that were going on at that time from like Anita Baker... The Brides of Funkenstein, Parlette, mm-hmm. uh, The Dramatics, yeah. Aretha Franklin, right. Monsters. Five Special, Parliament, Funkadelic. It was a whole big party going on over there. Who would back you guys when you guys would perform live? We had a band. We would, we at that time, we were switching, we were switching bands off with the dramatics. Uh, really? Some, yeah, sometimes we would have Tony Green. We would have Tony Green and the dramatic players. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we would have uh, William Wooten and Monk and them. Wow. And they was called the dramatic players as well. Wow. 
And when uh, who was behind putting together that first album? You guys had the hit "Why Leave Us Alone." Like, who was writing your old tracks? Like, coming up with the, the concepts and the ideas. Okay, that that particular song was written by uh, Ron Banks, Tony Green, and Raymond Johnson, uh, the late Raymond Johnson. Uh, and it was produced by Wayne Henderson of the Jazz Crusaders. Mm. Wow. Oh, God. Okay, Wayne Henderson. Right, right. Wow. Now, um, let me ask you something, because I love that song. That's so beautiful. Um, I noticed that you all uh, you included it on your CD, which I really like, the EP Live in Austin, which I think came out in 2019. And you had, I think, who plays on that? Mike Hampton? Yeah, that that would be Mike uh, Hampton, Kid Funkadelic, pl- that played on that. Uh, Why leave us alone? Lies and Curry. he played on Even Steven. Oh, he played on Even Steven too. And yeah. On, and on live, on live in Austin, I really like that version of Why Leave Us Alone. Tell you what, um, let's listen to a little bit of that. This is um, this is Steve Boy doing Why Leave Us Alone with the P Funk Fam. Uh, Texas 2019 This is just a little snippet of that Listen to this brother's golden voice He's got the golden voice I need you So Money in 
Somebody, I know, right? Somebody said, I think the guy from Five Special just stole my car. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that says, why leave us alone? Just left me alone on the corner here. But uh, right. <laughs> isn't Lies Curry? <laughs> Lies Curry, is he on that one? Um, that sounds like Michael uh, Clip Payne in there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Clip. That's Kendra Foster uh -huh. uh, from D'Angelo. Oh, okay, right. And that's Paul Hill. Paul Hill, uh-huh. And Benny and Greg on the horn. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness, it sounds so good. You really know how to take your time when you're singing live, you know what I mean? You don't seem to get too shook. You, like, lean into it and relax, no matter how hype the funk is. Yeah, you got to lean into it, man. Yeah, I like your style. Yeah. What, uh, what vocalist influenced you coming up, or who, who inspires you? I love how you sing. It just sounds so golden. It sounds so good. I would, I would listen to people like Marvin Gaye. And right. Marvin Gaye and James Brown. and Gotta love James uh, Brown. Yeah, and David Ruffin. Okay, yeah, right. Did you have problems with your management? What happened with Five Special? You guys seem to have like some great albums, great sound, great production, great music. You had some hits. You know, what, what came of the band? You guys broke up in the early 80s, right? We broke up in 81 was our last album. I mean, we broke up in 81, but they waited and released an album in 83. Mm. Oh, gosh. Well, that's no good. And then what happened? What happened with the band? Well, our management, uh, we had the same manager as Isaac Hayes. Uh, Who's that? Not Isaac uh, Hayes, the manager. His, na <laughs> his, his name was Forrest Hamilton. Okay. Forrest, Forrest Hamilton. He was managing Isaac Hayes. He was managing Side Effect, the Pointer Sisters, okay. the Dramatics, and... Uh, what happened? He have too many people? Well, no, he just had, um, he had like some different type of ideas that he was trying, different directions that he was trying to send us in, and we didn't want to go. What was he thinking about? He was uh, like one discrepancy that we had uh, was uh, when it was time for us to uh, appear it was time for us to appear on Soul Train. Don Cornelius wanted us to be on Soul Train. Uh -huh. But our manager wanted us to be on the road with the Jackson 5. Mm -hmm. So, oh. mm. uh, long story short, we never winded up being on Soul Train at all. But what? You know, Don, yeah. Don Cornelius was like, well, if y'all want to go on the road with Michael Jackson, go ahead. And, uh, you know, I'll get somebody else to do this. So they put somebody in our spot for Soul Train, and we went on on the tour with the Jackson 5. Wow. Tell me about some of the other stuff you did throughout the 80s. Um, I'm interested. Um, so, for example, I saw some interesting names dropped for some of the work you were doing. Um, like, for example, the Eurythmics. Did you record you with the Eurythmics at some point? Do you like a session with them? Well, Annie Lennox, actually, she came to George Clinton's house. Uh -huh. And she stayed, yeah, she, she, while she was recording at United Sound, 
she was uh, she was staying at George's house. Wow, so, cool! I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> so that that's how we got to meet her and work with her. What did you all? What were you all working on? What was she doing at that time? I don't even remember what she was working on. Got you. How about? Did you do the Freaky Styley album, that Chili Peppers album that George produced? Yeah, we. I'm singing on every song on that record, nice. on that whole album, that's on that the, whole Freaky Styley album. That's the Chili Peppers album. So that's you on Hollywood, all that. If you want Hollywood, me to stay. Hollywood, yeah. uh, Catholic <laughs> School Girl, Yerzo the Turtle. Yeah, the Brothers Cup. Yeah, I love the Brothers Cup. So you're oh, okay. So you really are on the whole thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go listen to that again. How about Funkum just to be the uh, see the look on their face? Is that you? <laughs> yeah, that album was uh, hot. I love that one. <laughs> if you want me to stay, yeah. Oh, that's great. No wonder that one sounds so good. Mm-hmm. So you were helping Anthony Kiedis out a lot, huh? Yeah, we helped Anthony get his little singing skills together. Nice. <laughs> because before that, he was just a screamer and a rapper and a screamer. Right. So are you saying, um, did you really work with him? What did you do? Oh, yeah. We, we actually worked with them. We ate with them. We chilled with them, everything. That's cool, man. So what, I mean... How did you help him out? Did you guys, I mean, did you just talk to him about the philosophy of it, actually do some exercise and teach him some things? Well, we actually was the ones that went and got the girls for him. We went and got dope for him. Mm -hmm. We went and got food for him. Gotcha. Got it. So you were setting up their whole life, the whole nine yards then. Yeah. Nice. Well, they treat us really good when we come to Hollywood. That's their neck of the woods. Right. When we come to Hollywood, they treat us good. Nice. Yeah, I bet you they do. I bet you they do. I don't want to get hung up for too long because I want to move on to P-Funk, uh, but I do want to listen to one more, a little bit of one more five special tune that I thought is really funky, uh, Jay Stone and Steven. Mm-hmm. It's one, this is Go one. Go ahead, man. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. This one is Choosing You For Me. This is a head record right here. I love this one, too. One, another hit from Fine Special, Choosing You From Me. Uh-huh. I'm looking and choosing, refusing. But you make me want to stop and stare. I like what I'm seeing in you, baby. Me, do I really care? I'm in love, girl. Yeah. I'm so in love with you. Love with you. Yeah. I'm choosing you, girl. I'm choosing you for me. Yeah. Baby, I just really want to love you. Do you have me turned up, David? I'm sorry. 
feeling himself right there that sounds so good you seem to be to be the type of cat who's who probably just relax in the studio be at home in the studio at home on stage you know what i mean you seem real comfortable just getting right into it like you, it doesn't take you a lot to uh, wind up and get into it yeah i'm in the studio all the time man i got some of my equipment from los angeles i got it here with me okay at my mom's house mm-hmm. what kind of qu- equipment are you working with these days i work on pro tools Nice. You work on Pro Tools? That's old school these days. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way, man. That's the uh, industry standard. Right. Pro Tools. You said you're at your mom's house? Bless her. Yeah, I'm in I'm in South Carolina at my mom's house. Okay. How's the weather, by the way, out there? <clears throat> it's actually very good today. It's no slow. It's no snow, so long as I don't see no snow, I'm good. <laughs> hey, is that where you grew up, Steve? I thought you came up in Detroit. Yeah, I came up. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. Right, right. That's what I thought. Did your mom move out there? Is she from there or something? Uh, South Carolina, I mean. Yeah, she moved here with my nephew and my niece. You said you were just, uh, I think you just told me you were with your son making some music, right? Yeah, because I can take the studio down to Atlanta. He's in Atlanta, so... I've been in Atlanta. He's almost done uh, like a half an album. He's a half an album in. What type of stuff does he do? What's his name? He does uh, hip hop, uh, trap music. Mm -hmm. Well, if he gets you singing on it, I bet you it sounds cold. What's his name, your son? My son's name is Steven as well. Okay. (laughs) The second? Yeah. Steven Boyd. Steven Jr. Hey, let me ask you. So um, you were actually signed to Westbound as a solo artist, I think, yes. in, the, in the early 90s, right? Yes. Now, that's interesting. Yes, I was. That's interesting to me because I didn't know that Westbound was so active where they were signing artists um, to put out an album at the time. So how did you get that deal or how did that come about? Were you on? Oh, by the way, for our listeners who don't know, Westbound put out the Funkadelic uh, and the early Ohio Players is uh, some of the best known. Um, And we're talking to Stephen Boyd about him signing as a solo artist. Um, How did you get signed? Who was in charge of the label at the time? Uh, How did that come about? Well, during that time, Westbound was, was, they were known for putting out gospel records. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Oh, yeah. The two guys in my production team, Jeff, Bass and Mark Bass, yeah. they were producing all of the gospel uh, records that were coming out of Westbound. And uh, I was recording, uh, I was funding the project myself at uh, Mark and Jeff's studio. Mm-hmm. So 
one day they just they let uh Armin Belady and they let they let Armin hear some of my stuff in the studio and then Armin just came and found me. <laughs> wow, okay. He sought you out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then what were they talking about? What were they you know, one album? Here's the musicians to work with that you brought in did you bring in your own people? Like how did it roll? Yeah, I have I had my own band at that time. Uh my band was called Private School. That's so a cool name. We all went, we all wrote the songs together and we recorded them together. Uh Mark and Jeff, they played on a couple of the songs. Who else was in private school? Anybody we know? Uh, private school was uh, Mark Woodard, okay, uh, Anthony Booker, and Derek Drayton. If anybody knows. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so you get signed with Westbound. Do they have a studio to record at? Do you put the the, uh, the album together yourself? Yeah, all of the Westbound stuff was being recorded at Mark and Jeff Bass Studio. Okay, it was called it was called Basement Sound. And it must have been, so it must have been just a perfect match for you to go out on the road with uh, P-Funk All-Stars, right, for as an opening act. Well, my first, my first promotional tour was with P-Funk. So after we did a six-month six campaign for the record, Even mm-hmm. Steven. Even Steven. After, <clears throat> at the end of the six-month campaign, George said, you might as well just stay on with me and be <laughs> in the group and sing with me. Wow. So he was feeling you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you said there were some pretty memorable shows. I think you mentioned to me, like you did um, uh, at Central Park, for example. And uh, Yes, Central Central Park was a part of the, uh, the campaign. I was actually supposed to be the opening act, but I didn't do it. But I played at the... Uh, at the after party at Tramps. And they it must have loved you. In, it was, yeah, it was a club in, in New York at that time called Tramps. Right. And we did the after party there. I had the band, I flew the band in from Detroit to New York, and we did that after party. Let me ask you something. When <clears throat> you got stuff out online on YouTube and stuff, that's, uh, it's, I see it under the name The Lost <coughs> Tapes. Are the lost tapes? Are those part of the Even Steven album, or how do I get this? No, the the this, lost tapes yeah. is an album in itself. I have that for sale. Oh, I love that. Okay, where can we get uh, where can we get us a copy of the lost tapes? You go ahead and tell everybody. I have lost. I have the lost tapes myself. I found the lost tapes. I have them. You can uh, you can get them through. You can get them through the Funk Store. The Funk Store, got you. Yeah. Yeah, you can get them through the Funk Store. Okay, we'll put a link to that on our website, too, as well. Is that funkstore.com? Yeah, that's the funkstore.com. You can get that, uh, you can get that lost tape. And what do you there. mean you found the lost tapes? You like Indiana Jones of Funk or something? <laughs> 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 well, tell you what. I really like the song, Shorty Knows What I Like. So I just want to listen to a little bit of that before we keep talking. Nick, let's listen to a little bit of Shorty Knows What I Like. This is by Steve Boyd. He dug this up. He resurrected this and excavated this funk. (laughs) Listen to this. I like the production of this. 
ticket time. Oh, that's Shorty. Yeah, Shorty knows what I like. That's with El Debar. Oh, yeah? This is with El Debar? Yeah, El Debar just singing on this one right here. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. Nice. Thank God you excavated this. Um, Eld is singing and playing keyboards on this. Oh, sounds great. Oh, the keyboards too. Oh, that's great. Listen to that. So how did this session come about? How did this song come about then, Steve? I, did, I wasn't knowing that this was a debar. Now I can hear it. Now that you tell me, how did I was it- in San. I was in San Francisco. Go ahead. I was in San Fran at, at Roncat Studio. Y'all didn't get. Oh yeah, Roncat. Yeah, okay. Fire up. I didn't have to fire up one. Uh. <laughs> Here we go. I'm shocked. So uh, I'm in San Francisco. At Ron Cat Studio, and uh, he had L. He had L and town. L and who? He had he had L DeBarge in town. Gotcha. He had him in town to record some other stuff, and L was staying in a hotel right across the studio, right across the street from the studio. Mm. And we waited, and we kept calling him to come over and record for us. Right. And we was looking out the window, waiting for him to come just right across the street <laughs> from the hotel, right across the street. Yeah. But he couldn't make it across the street. He got into a fight at the red light at the corner. Damn. We looked out the window and he was out there <laughs> fighting with 
with three other people over some crack. Oh, holy shit. You said Elder Barnes was out there fighting with three other people, and you could, you were, could see all this right out the window. Yeah, so we ran downstairs and helped them out right quick <laughs> and got them into the studio. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. And then you recorded that song? And then we recorded Shorty. That's an emotional evening. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Steve, wow, you seem you seem like you could really help some people in a jam, man. You seem like such a nice guy, but you sound like a tough guy to me. I'm the dude you want to take to the party. <laughs> <laughs> you help everybody out, right? Keep everything cool. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, man. I I ain't gonna be running. I, I won't run. <laughs> got you. I got you. Yeah, I can see that. You got that style, right? You're just gonna. Okay, this is what's happening. I got it. I got you. Man. I'm from Detroit, man. I got you, man. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you something, because nobody, not nobody, but a lot of people have never really explained this to me, and I'm dying to know, uh, myself and Jay Stone included, what's it like, like, onboarding to the P-Funk Express? Like, I know you knew everybody, and you're part of the clan from back in uh, U.S., uh, United Stone days, but once you joined the group in those early 90s, after the Even Steven thing, uh, what's happening? Like, is there, like, for example... When do you all rehearse? Do you rehearse? How long do you rehearse? How do you uh, get from point A to point B? Are you all traveling together? How did you fit in? Did you feel comfortable? Was it cool or was it weird? You know, what's it like joining the P-Funk experience back then? Well, I always been like family, like family to the P-Funk because I, right. I knew, I knew most of the band and I knew most of the group before I actually started touring. So right. I was... I was in like family, mm-hmm. so it it was it was an easy transition for me to go from uh, from going uh, to uh, from P Funk in I mean to do up to P Funk was an easy transition for me. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is it an easy transition to go from do up to uh, P Funk? Uh, because the parliaments they started out. With doo-wop. Right. So right. it was just like a continuation for them. Mm-hmm. You know, having me come in and just continue that, uh, to continue the uh, the pattern of, of doo-wop, you know, to keep that, uh, keep that flavor going on that right. is right inside of the funk. Right inside of the funk. Gotcha. Let me ask you this. So you wound up like you sing a lot of your kind of um, comfort zone uh, sounds really good with the Glenn Goins tunes, singing stuff like Bop Gun and singing uh, Funkin' uh, for Fun. Is that like something? Well, those could, are those yeah. are George's. Those are George's direct orders for me to just. I was sing. wondering that. Got you. So he said, "This is your song." Yeah, he said, "Just <laughs> sing. Just go ahead and sing. It don't matter, you know." And that was his direct order, you said. <laughs> uh-huh. Got you. I was wondering about that. And then how, um, are you expected to come, like, just knowing the tunes, or you guys work them out together? You do sectionals, you work out with the, the uh, other musicians? Who are you? No, f- you, you, yeah. you have to practice at home. Got you. I was wondering about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get your lyrics together. Yeah, you would have to know all of that at home. 
you know, or okay. either get with another band member and have them show you. Who did you like to collaborate with on that tip? Like, who who are you best friends with, like musicians well, and stuff? Well, Clip, Clip, he the one showed me everything. Clip Payne. Yeah. He showed you the ropes. I, le- I learned all of my lyrics and, you know, when where to stand, when to move. Uh-huh. Gotcha. All of that. Yeah. Cool. I was, that's when fascinating. The, right. Gotcha. When to come on stage, when to leave off of the stage and all of that. Okay. <laughs> where do you remember when you first started, where were you torn? Was it, a, it was in the U.S. or overseas or what kind of gigs were you doing when you came in? Um, I actually came in on a European tour. Mm-hmm. It was in uh, Switzerland, in Germany. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was but I was just I was just over there. I had been over there with, with Dennis Edwards in the Temptation. That sounds so fun. I'm so jealous. That sounds so great. Let me ask you something. How did you get to um I don't know if you know this, Jay. Do you remember that album, uh George Clinton um The Awesome Power of a Fully Operational Mothership? It came I out, I said, you know. If yeah, anybody gonna to get po- fucked up, to poa foam, to poa foam, to poa foam. Yeah, I do know that album. He plays. Did you know that Steven? I didn't know this. He plays bass and sings the hook on that song "Underground Angel." Is uh, that right, Steve? You played the bass. Yeah, I wrote that song too. I oh wrote the hook and uh, I played the bass on it. Let's listen to a little bit of that and ask you some questions about that on the other side. This is to poa foam, "Underground Angel," featuring. Listen to that. That's in the pocket. I love that slow on the one bass. So how does that come together? Like getting that tune on the album? What is it like a demo that you recorded, Steven, or did you guys just kind of come up with that in the studio? Or 
we just we just did that in the studio at the end, at the tail end of one of my sessions. Damn, man, you guys. <laughs> I mean, the songs you guys make, it sounds so intricate. It almost sounds like you sound so casual about it. Like, we just kind of did this. It's like, wow, I just love that. And then, what was it? Were you just messing around on the bass, or did you do that a lot? Or Yeah, I was on some Bootsy. I was on some, I was getting yeah. my Bootsy on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear that, man. You were playing through some stuff, man. Were you playing to a, a live drummer, or uh, what were you playing to? No, I was playing to a drum machine. Yeah, yeah. You sound, you have a good feel, man, how you lock into that. Like, you still, like, worked it really well, man. I love that. I love how the... Yeah, I was making the machine move, making it sound <laughs> like it was moving. Right, mm -hmm. right. That's exactly right. I love it, man. That's beautiful. So, what is Lost Tapes? Is that, like, an album you're going to put together eventually? Because I love the different songs that you can find, like, online and stuff. But where can we, like, gather it all together and put... Get your next song. That album, that yeah. album is out right now at the Funk Store. At the Funk Store. So funkstore.com, that's where we need to get that. Yeah, you can find that Lost Tapes there. And also the Live in Austin album is there as well. Live in Austin, uh, Drive Time 420. That's right. How many dates would the P Funk All Stars do in a year? Um, at like, least 200. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Where do you um? So you just be living on the road, huh? Is that you? Yeah, basic. Basically, we would go for like uh, two to three months at a time. Wow! And then you get get off the road and come, and we'll stay somewhere for about a month, and then go right back. Right. What's going on sometimes, man? Sometimes a P-Funk All-Star show, I've been to them, they'd be like five and a half hours long. I feel like sometimes maybe do the singers like leave for an hour, like come back <laughs> after that, like some serious jamming well, back goes down? In, um, back in 1999, yeah. that's how they used to promote the show, like six hours of fun. We played six <laughs> hours one time at the uh, Montrose, Woo, the wow. Montrose uh, Jazz Festival in Montrose, Switzerland. Wow. I believe it, man. I know there's been a few shows where I I just couldn't take it anymore after like five and a half hours. Like marathon. <laughs> almost like Grateful Dead marathon. Yeah. But funk. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And you used to advertise it like that, huh? Right. Yeah, that's the way they was trying. That's the way they were selling the show. Right. Five hours of funk. Oof. That would wear you out. Hey, you guys, were you part of that? Um, there was a time, I guess one album, Hey Man, Smell My Finger, that was on Paisley Park. Uh, I want to say ninety ninety one. Were you part of that? Some of those recordings with Prince and stuff, like "Let's well, Get yeah, Satisfied." Yeah, I wrote. I wrote the song. It's called uh, "Let's Get Satisfied." Yeah, I remember that. Let's get satisfied. Okay. Let's get satisfied. Yeah, you wrote nice. that. Yeah, I wrote that one, and I wrote another one called uh, "And the Flag Was Still There." Yeah, and the flag was still there. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that one. Yeah, you know the song. Mm-hmm. You so you uh, were around Pin, uh, Prince some. Yeah, we actually we wrote it for Prince. We wrote, wrote, it wrote for that Prince. song for Prince, but then George took it, and then Prince took it back from him. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like, uh, Prince? That is. Uh, uh, it was hard to tell what Prince is like because, you know, you don't never you don't never get to talk to him. Got you. Oh, got you. So he you have to get 
somebody, you have to talk to somebody and then they talk to Prince and then they come back and tell you what Prince said. Wow. <laughs> that's probably kind of different than what you're typically used to, right? Yeah, that's that was different for me. <laughs> he gave a- us some he gave us some purple rice. Say that again? Gave you some purple he, rice? He gave us some purple rice. Wow. <laughs> Say what do you mean? <laughs> he served it to you or he gave it to you in a sack? Yeah, he gave it to us to eat. <laughs> Did he cook it himself, or did he have his chef whip it up there, or how does that work? He had his chef serve us some some purple rice. And what does purple we rice all taste started like? Singing, we all started singing. <laughs> purple. Uh, purple rice, purple <laughs> rice. <laughs> purple <laughs> rice, purple <laughs> rice. <laughs> what does it taste like, purple rice? It's actually that uh, that other stuff. What do they call it? It's the round rice. Round rice. Like I don't know. Round like couscous, couscous, or like the, yeah. Okay, that's it's it. It's like kind of grainy, but it was purple. Right. I see. That's funky. So even <laughs> his rice has got to be purple. <laughs> He's got a theme going on. <laughs> You know what? Um, I really like this song because I really wanted people to hear this stuff, man. I want them to know because I know if you've seen a P-Funk All-Star show, you've definitely seen Steve sing. He just sings and sings some more. But he does his own stuff, too, that's worth talking about. There's another one I like, Jay Stone. It's mm-hmm. called Hit It One More Time. Let's listen to that. That's from also from Lost Tapes, which you can get at the Funk Store. This is Stephen Boyd, even Steven. Check it out. Oh, I know that's clip. Listen to this. Yep, that's clear. Listen to the bass. This is cool. After we tried, just could make it. I thought I was free from the love that you gave yeah, check this out. to me. Now I'm half a second close about it, babe. Be strong, move on. That's what I'm supposed to do. Sing your face. Bass chords makes me have a flashback in my mind, and I just want to hit it one more time. Nice, that's Paul Hill. Uh huh, sounds great. I love this song. I don't need that strain. Let's put it in motion hmm. and go a second round without notion. That you sincerely feel me need your devotion. Yeah, that's groovy. Uh-huh. I don't need that show. I'm gonna have to fire up again. <laughs> <laughs> Tracking the, who's the bass tracks on that, uh, Steve? Oh, uh, that's Ron Cat. 
Oh, is that Ron Cat? Ron Cat's doing a good job. Nice. So local. So that's a Bay. That's Bay Area. Playing the bass chords. Yeah, on that. that's the Bay Area right there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. See, that's why I was drawn to these songs. I knew I was drawn to it for something. I love how the first minute of the song, you almost like don't know. You know, it almost sounds like it's not going to land. You know, you got all the <laughs> like kind of uh, drum clips going on, and then it just lands into uh-huh. that funk. I love that. I love that. Um, just love it. It's, yeah, it's, that was fun doing that one. Yeah, that's contemporary, um, but it's, it's just got soul. I love that. I love how that sounds, man. Um, when did you do that? How long ago was that one laid down? Uh, that's, that was during, uh, in San Francisco, during the same time we got uh, El DeBarge. Okay. Sweet. Great. So you got, um, so you got some great material. Um, are you going to be... What's going on for the future, do you think, um, going out and, like, you know, doing some live shows again? When's the last time you were able to do, like, a live performance and get your groove on? Uh, the last show that we did was yeah. uh, for Trolls. It was for the movie. For what? What movie? It was for the movie, The uh, the Trolls. Uh-huh. What do you mean? Would you yeah, guys, they, it was we, on the soundtrack? We did the, rap, we did the rap party for the movie. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. So you performed at like the rap party for the movie. Yeah. And little did you know little did you know that was like <laughs> then the world was gonna that, shut down after that. That was the last show. <laughs> That's random, man. You're probably like, oh, come on. <laughs> was it a good show at least? Yeah, it was it was all right. It was at a little club. It was nice. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. It was in Hollywood. Yeah, man, I just wanna I wanna see like a a, a Steve Boyd a Steve Boyd show like a Steve Boyd concert. Um, you got great material, and I love listening to it. Well, until we come out, you can just check out that uh, live in Austin, Texas. That's right, live in Austin, Texas. Um, what made you want to put that uh, put that recording out? Because um, I really love it. Um, it's got five tunes, by the way, uh, guys. Why Leave Us Alone, we already played, and four others. Uh, what was it about that show? Did you record it for the purpose of putting out a live show, or did you record it and decide to put it out after? Like, what was the idea behind that release? Well, there's an interesting story about that one, too. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I wasn't supposed to perform that night. Uh, it was a different opening band. From uh, from England, really, but they got into a car accident mm. oh. on the way to the gig. They got into a car accident, and then that's the way I got the opening slot. I filled in for them, and uh, a couple of years later, everybody kept saying, "Man, you should put that out. You should put that that show we did. Put that shit out." So what, do you guys just normally record shows? Is that why it was recorded? Yeah, we normally record every night. <gasps> who's got those recordings? <laughs> who's, who's, where's that hard drive, man? I want to hear that. <laughs> but I digress. So, okay, so everybody heard that, and they're like, wow, man, you really got to put that out, Steve. That's what happened? Yeah, a couple of years later, I went on ahead and put it out. It's really cool. It sounded like I assumed it was like on purpose, like a showcase, but it sounds great. Um, tell you what, you guys, let's lean back and uh, listen to a little bit more of that EP. We're going to use this uh, song to take a break. Uh, I want to listen to Steve Boyd sing this song. You know the song, the classic 
tune Jay Stone Fungin for Fun. Yes. I believe that's off Clones, right? That off that album. Steven does a yeah. he does a great yeah. great version of it. It's kind of his like signature song now. And drop uh, it. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit of Funkin' for Fun. This is the Steven Boyd Deluxe version. This is really great and this is live. I gotta leave Something's missing That I need oh, I need to find Whatever it is to burning inside my mind And I know mother Will understand She knows That I'm the same man they say bring up a child and away he shall go and shall never depart. And I know when they said it, it was in my heart.
Everybody listen to the sound of my voice. You listen to Ace Out Podcast. We're talking to Stephen Boy, the man that puts a smile on everybody's face if you go see the P-Funk All-Stars live. I've been waiting to talk to this guy all week. This is so fun. I love their songs. I love the man. Let me ask you something, uh, Stephen. Okay, so you said you would get marching orders as far as like, you're singing this song, you're singing that song. Did you ever get assigned a song where it didn't really work? You weren't feeling it? You liked the song, but it didn't match your, I don't know. Your vibe or whatever? Yeah, they was right up my alley. All of that was right up my alley, so it was... It was never it was a problem? Easy. Huh? It wasn't a problem? Like, what songs you got to sign, you could always you could always do it? Yeah, any any song he pulled out was good for me. <laughs> Plus, I imagine, actually, come to think of it, I imagine George probably has a great mind for that anyhow. You know, he knows what to sign to who. Um, yeah, he, he calls the shots. And, uh, you know, he tells everybody, you know, what to sing. What other what stuff? Songs, yeah, what right. songs to come in, what songs to be a part of. What um, what other songs did you like to do live? What were some of your personal favorites? Or are your uh, personal favorites? Let me see. We had a nice arrangement on Dope Dogs. Ah, Dope Dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're on that album, too. Uh, Tear the roof off the sucker, flashlight. Right. Need knee deep. Uh-huh. Atomic dog. You know, all the hits. <laughs> Cosmic slop. I like that one. Oh my gosh, yes. Is there any job more fun than your job? Oh my goodness. <laughs> your work assignments are beautiful. Yeah. Everything all right over there? Yeah, the Washington football cheerleaders are, like, out of sight. (laughs) (laughs) How's the game going, man? Oh, they losing, but the girls are winning. (laughs) Hey, man, they should make a bumper sticker out of that. I've heard that expression before. (laughs) Um, Oh, man, it's just great talking to you, man. Uh, another song I really like, it's from that album, um, How Late Do You Have to Be Before You Are Absent. That's a P-Funk All-Stars album. And there's that tune, uh, Sexy Side of You. Uh-huh. That's a really yes, cool riff. Uh, the Sexy Side of You, I'm, I'm singing lead on that one as well, too. That song's great. I saw in the credits to that song, are there some Shiders on that? Like some people from the Shider family playing instruments on that or something? Yeah, uh, uh, Gary Shider's brother. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah, that's Gary's brother. He's the one that wrote the track and uh, performed on the, he played on the track. And I love this. This is um, this is a cool groove. Uh, let's play a little bit of that, Nick. This is called the sexy side of you. Just got this riff. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. 
wanted to go there a long time ago. I thought it would be unfair. Nice. I decided to take it slow. You got me going for coming. Come to think of it, I think of it and I come. Now that you go with all those dirty looks, how am I supposed to know where you're coming from? singing with George because like anything you anything that George sings mm-hmm. you'll sound better than him <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> you know he set he sets it up like that right. whereas you know uh-huh. anything Anything he does, you got to do better. Right. Right. Got you. I understand what you mean. <laughs> that was just funny how that sounded for a second. <laughs> hey, Steve, pardon me. Do I have this right? Did you used to be a boxer? Yeah, I was a fighter in, in school. Yeah, okay. I, I fought, uh, uh, you know, in the AAU, the Golden Glove. Damn. What was your record? I was like uh, three and one. How, uh, why did you stop fighting? I stopped fighting because I start. I won. I won my last fight. Mm-hmm. But they took. They took it from me. What do you mean? They took that fight from me. They. Uh, they gave it to the other guy. Hmm. What were you a heavyweight? I was welterweight. That what? that. Uh, what do you that mean? That fight they... was at the Michigan Fairgrounds. Wow. Oh wow. What do you mean they that took it from you? What was there some shady behind the scenes? What do you what are you talking about? Yeah, it was some shady judging. Mhm. Uh yeah, the judges, the judges some unfair judges. 
That sounds like you must have been training a lot. Do you have a trainer and all that? Yeah, I was. I usually ran like six miles a day. Wow. I usually boxed about <clears throat> six rounds a day. Damn. Uh, about twenty six sets of calisthenics. Damn. What? Wow. You really are the guy to roll with at the party. Yeah, you want to take me. <laughs> Maybe they need your help on the football team, too. How about this? Did you, I heard something that uh, I think you, Aretha Franklin, like, popped it on you on a session to compliment your voice one time? Yeah, that- we was at a dramatic rehearsal. We was rehearsing for the dramatic uh-huh. for a show in New York. And... uh we was rehearsing at my friend's house and Aretha Franklin is his neighbor. Wow. Okay. And, uh, she was at the house and she came by, she heard a thing. She was driving down the street in her car and, uh, she heard a singing and then pulled up, whipped up in the driveway and came in and just, uh, gave us some pointers. She hung out for a minute. Do you remember what she said for the pointers? When she gave some pointers, do you remember what she said? She always said that you should stand up straight. Really? You should stand up straight and keep your eyes open when you're singing. Did she say that? Yeah, that's what she told me. Did you take her up on that? Yeah, posture is everything. Really? Is it? Does it uh, affect your? Does it affect your uh, diaphragm, like your singing or something? Or it affects your whole performance. How so? Interesting. It, perfect, it, it it gives you balance, and it gives you more leverage and balance. Hmm. Keep you more connected with the stage, grounded. Interesting. Interesting. I've never mm. heard that before. Real talk. So if you had so if you had bad posture as a singer, what are some things that could go wrong with your performance, for example? Like if you did it the wrong way. I mean, you could, like, drop the microphone. Mm-hmm. Or trip over a cord or something like that, become mangled and tangled in your mic cord. <laughs> right. <laughs> then get all, yeah, get all nervous or upset from that. Right, right. Then you're not singing. That makes sense because uh, you always look like in control and like really easy, even though you're putting a lot of power into it. Like you look like you, you always know what's going to happen. Like you feel relaxed about it. Like you're not worried about it. You just belt. I like it. Oh, yeah, you got to know the choreography. The choreography? The, the, uh, the P-Funk show, I know it looks kind of wild. I was going to say. And it it kind of looks wild, and everybody is doing their own thing. But right, right. at some point, there's some choreography that brings, you know, it's something that everybody does at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And anytime you get that, that's considered choreography. Got you. So it's not like Janet Jackson, but there is a little bit in there where you, you make the move here, you do that. Yeah, we, we're not Rhythm Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, I, I see what you mean, yeah, because you guys got those moves there you do, too. That's interesting, man. That's yeah. solid. I love hearing about All you got to like do is one move together all at the same time, and then that's choreography. Right. <laughs> Yo, I wrote the choreography for this one. (laughs) (laughs) We all did the P-Funk sign on that part. Oh, man, that's so fun, man. That's cool. Um, 
what do you listen to now these days, by the way, Stephen? Like, do you listen to the old stuff? Is there anything more recent that you like? Like, what do you bump when you're running around and stuff? I've, I've probably got the Motown series mm-hmm. uh, on my playlist. Or either I, li- I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, okay. What podcast do you like? I like the ones about politics. Oh, got you. So you're one of those guys. You like to deep dive on that, huh? My, I'm watching 10 streams at once. So, wh- wh- what? You're watching 10, ten streams, streams at once? You're I'm like- watching 10 streams right now. You're like Wolf Blitzer. Oh. <laughs> so look, I got... So you got, I, got I know Fox, you, got, you got cheerleaders got on one. Uh-huh. I got Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. Go ahead. I got Fox 2 in Detroit. Go ahead. I got Fox 11 in L.A. Okay. Fox 5 in Atlanta. Fox wow. 32 in Chicago. I got CNN and I got MSNBC. Wow. And how many All of those? All of them playing at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Big brother over there. Yeah, I got the, I got the audio muted. Right. He's like in know, the Matrix. Or which one I'm looking at. You know, I only let one open. For the one that I'm looking at, but all the other ones are playing at the same time. Right. That's what's up, man. And you got a podcast going too? Well, yeah, I might add a podcast. I, I got Hulu. I got <laughs> Netflix. Do you got uh, Disney Plus? No, I don't have Disney Plus. How about Amazon Prime? No, I don't got Amazon. Come on, man. I'm disappointed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to have to get Prime. My wife asked me about that today. Oh, did she? Okay, there's some synergy there. Then maybe you need it. <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah, I, I got to get Prime. There's a good Betty Davis documentary on there, on Amazon Prime, for example. Nice. Hey, Amen. Nice. Yeah, right? Right? I would watch that. Right? Okay, so there's my recommendation. You got anything you want to recommend for me on Hulu or anything? What should I be watching? Uh, you could watch on Hulu. I'll be watching Blackish. Oh, okay, Blackish, right? Anthony Anderson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. I'll check that out. I haven't really watched that before. Okay, I'll check it out on your recommendation. If Stephen Boyd tells me to watch it, I'll check it out. I was gonna say I really like that 4:20 drive time uh, lick you did. Um, when I make you mine. Who'd you record that um, with? That was my original band out of Detroit called Private School. Oh, is that Private School? I love that name, by the way. Yeah. Sounds great. Let's listen to a little bit so people know what we're talking about, and I'll ask you more about that on the other side. This is called When I Make You Mine by Stephen Boyd. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Some of that Motown feel. Some time with you, hey baby. Oh, that we might start anew. I missed you, baby. Need your love. Oh, nice. But I missed your mind. I missed your We got so much love, girl. So much love, baby. Yeah, I need. 
body, baby. Ooh, love your soul, baby. Yeah, uh oh, keychains. I gotta tell you, man, your wife must love you. You come into the bedroom, hey! <laughs> she probably saw you coming. <laughs> I, yeah, I can, I can sing, I can sing my way out of any problem. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, you get in trouble. Just <laughs> I believe in you. She's probably like, oh, okay, you're off the hook. <laughs> oh man, you got that feel. That sounds great. Uh, who's playing the bass on that? Uh, that. That would be Mark Woodard. Mark Woodard. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, he's the bass player for the in the private school. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, recently there was the Lifetime Achievement Award with the Grammys, and uh, I remember you made a comment. You said there were some people on stage, like kind of everybody. I know, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> you're talking about the the forty the forty minute funk. The forty-minute funk band member. <laughs> Tell us the what's 40 a forty-minute. What's a forty-minute 40 funkadelic? Yeah, the forty-minute funkadelic. What's that? Yeah, right. Those are people that just you know come on it, come around, and they uh, they 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 contribute. They contribute either drugs. Oh, uh huh. They contribute money. Mm-hmm. Or. In some cases, they could contribute contribute music. Okay, they even contribute music sometimes, huh? Yeah, even music sometimes, <laughs> but they're only there for forty minutes. Right, right. It's, and, it's, and they took the stage. Yeah. yeah, so that's who all of that was. Uh, it was running all up on the stage at the Grammy. Uh. Yeah, that reminds me of two things, uh, Stephen. First of all, <clears throat> we talked to Rusty Allen, you know, who was with Sly and the Family Stone on this program uh, a couple years ago. And he was talking mm-hmm. about when, uh, you know, when Sly was on back in, what was it, 2006 or whatever. And he said the same thing was happening there. Just kind of everybody, people kind of shouldn't have been there jumping on stage. Even dudes from like, you know, uh, what's the show? American Idol jumping on stage. And also, we recently talked to Shirley Hayden, 
And she said, you know, she wasn't even invited to go to the Lifetime Achievement Awards. And she, it really hurt her feelings. You know, she was in Parlette and stuff and everything yeah, else. Yeah, she should have been there. Right, right. I was wondering how you felt about that. Well, I mean, I feel like she should have she should have been there. I mean, mm-hmm. I was already in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there running my studio in L.A., so there was no way that I was not going to be there. Right. What was it? Was it just, what do you mean? Was it one event or was it several events, wasn't it? Or how did it work out? Was there like a performance and then like an awards ceremony? It, it was... Um... I remember like something on TV. They they did make a whole day of it. Mm-hmm. They made a whole day of it, but basically the ma- the main event was the ceremony. I got to see uh, Johnny Mathis sing, wow. and I got to see uh, Dionne Warwick sing. Oh, Dionne Warwick! Wow, it was incredible. She just it passed. was incredible, amazing. What was so incredible about it? Go ahead. Because they sounded so much like themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They sound just like how they used to sound a long time ago. It was good, man. Nice. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Now, not to yeah. not to bag on the whole thing like it's all negative. It must have been a positive experience. Um, I don't know, just, be, just being part of it, finally getting that recognition. Sometimes I always treat funk like a stepchild in the music industry. So it must have been a positive experience as well. Yeah, it was nice. George George gave a good speech. Yeah, I saw that. And it, and it went off well, man. Everybody was happy. Let, let me ask you, um, also on that, uh, how late do you have to be before you're absent? I remember there's a cut on there. It's like an acoustic cut. Uh, I'll be sitting here. And then recently I saw there's like on YouTube, there's a video of you singing that. Is that your tune originally? Because I've heard a version where George is doing like, most of the lead, I think, off that album, or um, where did that song come from? Well, that was like that was like one of those deals with Prince, where oh, I oh. recorded it first, uh-huh. and then George took it, and then I took it back. You guys be taking each other's songs back and forth, <laughs> playing hot potato. Yeah, we we be ping pong. <laughs> Now, when you take a song back, what does that mean? Do you ask, like, hey, man, is it cool if I record that? Or do you just jump on and do your own version and say, this is my song now and box for it? Or, like, how do you, <laughs> how does that well, work? Yeah. Sometimes it may be a couple of blows, <laughs> a couple of blows that's thrown. <laughs> wow. You'd be sitting here with a blow. <laughs> hey, let's check out a little, This check this out, Jay Stone. This is really groovy. And this is just, um, the video I got this from, it just says Steve Boyd killing it. This is a tune called I'll Be Sitting Here. Wait. And I know why he took it. Listen to it. I'll be sitting there all night. All night. That's him just sitting in the chair, like singing in the studio. It's not like he's singing to a playback. I regret for the 
Should have won a Grammy for that alone, my brother. That was great. Um, what? Thank le- you, man. Thank you. No, thank you. Oh my God, that's so good. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I think they. I think they didn't. They, they did okay the stimulus package. Oh, are you watching? So, what's that on your MSNBC or Fox, <laughs> Detroit? <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, that's Fox. How much from money? Washington? That's from Washington D.C. How much money are we getting? Uh, that's fourteen hundred. Okay. Wow. How about the that's uh, fourteen hundred? Now I got to find out who I can borrow money from. How about the corn? Fu- <laughs> how about the corn futures? How are those doing? <laughs> how are the stocks going? <laughs> the corn, the corn futures don't look too good. The crop, crops are drying up. <laughs> Oh, man, I knew he'd have an answer for that. <laughs> hey, Stephen, if I could ask you, I know you're doing your uh, your own news show over there. Um, how about um, just, okay, you've been in the music business for a while. You've been doing it for a minute. What have you learned uh, over the years about how it works or if somebody, you know, you make music with your son and stuff. Like when you're giving like younger uh, younger generation advice, whether it's advice about the funk philosophy or about the business, like uh, what have you learned after these years doing music? Well, the the, the most important thing I learned uh, all the years that I've been in the music business is how to be a man. Speak on that. What do you mean? Uh, just how to stand up for your rights, whether, whether they be civil rights mm-hmm. or just civil rights or just personal human rights on how to just stand up and be a man and uh, be responsible and uh, do everything that you say you're going to do. Now what, now, um, you know, follow, follow through on mm-hmm. your promises. You know, it's like that right. first week, that first week or the 100 days or something like that. The first 100 days, you yeah. know, you have to follow, uh-huh. follow through on your promises. 
speak on it. Got you. Were there times in your musical career, especially in the early days, where you felt like you're they were like violating your your human rights or disrespecting you, like with the people in the you know managers or something, record industry? What what are you thinking about? Oh well, I mean, we've been dis- we've been discriminated against uh, systemically for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like one way that the old school guys that they know how to do. Right. They only know one, they only know how to do business one way. You know, the, yep. the systemically uh, discriminate. You know, being discriminated on for so long till they only know the scandalous way mm-hmm. to do business. Did you have a bad split up with the other guys in Five Special? Did you guys remain friends? Have you ever reunited or stayed in touch or anything like that? Yeah, we're we're talking we're talking right now. We're talking uh right now as we speak about a reunion with the Five Special. Oh, is that right? And what what would that entail? What would you guys do? Uh well, you know, I would have to go into Detroit and uh, just spend some time with the guys because they're all there in Detroit. So I would just have to go into Detroit, fly oh. in there, and just spend some time with them. So you saying you're open minded? I was thinking, I was asking more like, you're gonna record something or go do some shows? You think or what you, you guys kind of had in mind in general? Yeah, we'll probably go in the studio and and record a few tracks. And then do a couple shows to see how it go, see if everybody can still make it through a show. <laughs> <laughs> right, gotcha. <laughs> that's all, that's good information to know. Well, I know you can, right, Steve? Oh yeah, I can make it. I can make it through all the shows. How are, are all five of you still? Everybody's still okay. Everybody's still around. All everybody. Yeah, everybody's still around except for one of the guys. Oh, okay. I think he's. He's in a mental, one of the guys is in a mental institution. He He's crazy. He went crazy. He lost his mind. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. This business can do it to you, man. Yes. Yes. This business can drive you right off the deep end. Wow. Truer words haven't been spoken, man. Yeah, and I know what you mean, man. Other than that, that's a beautiful thing that you all are talking and you're going to perform some more. I mean... I wonder what kind of music you're going to do, because when you started out, you guys had that more dancey, like the first album, and then the second album seems to really lean into the funk. Do you guys think you'll go more with the funk direction, or you're going to do the hits? What do you think you'll do? I think we'll probably keep it uh, R&B. Yeah. It'll be R&B uh, associated with R&B heavily. It sounds good when the, the P-Funk clan, like on that track we played earlier, the version of Why I Leave Us Alone, they sound good playing that type of stuff, R&B, man. That's really, that's really interesting. Yeah, uh, they sound just like the record. Yeah, even the, you know, the harmony vocals, it sounded really sweet, mm-hmm. man. They had a good groove, the band. Yeah. Yeah, the, Paul Hill, Kendra Foster. Yeah. And, and Clip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of you guys sound good. I was going to ask you about that. On that album, um, I'm talking about the Live in Austin album. You guys go get it at thefunkstore.com. That's Stephen Boyd and his Live in Austin album. Um, you have the song on there. What's it called? All the Way Around, I believe. Yeah, All the Way Around. That's one of my favorites. I love uh, that. It's a, it's a cover by uh, 
Marvin Gaye. That's one of my favorite oh, songs. Oh, that's who. Okay, I was like, what is that? That's, that's a Marvin play Gaye. Play that one. Play that one, please, for yeah. me one time. Man. Okay, you know what? Just because you asked, and because I know you can, you could box. I'm gonna play it right now. <laughs> Okay, man, get, get it on there. Let's fulfill this man's request. This is All the Way Around, Stephen Boyd. I want to be free to speak what's on my mind. I want to be free to speak what's on my mind. I don't want to be held up by nobody all the time. I want to say what I feel no matter how the story's been told I'm gonna tell the truth and I don't want to be bold Not everybody gets some feelings sometimes And you want to say just what's on your mind Look at all the people Oh yeah Wasting their lives away just like the trees and the flowers, they're here and they're gone someday. People come and they go. Most folks I don't even know. Just like my daddy used to say, one monkey don't stop no show. Dude, and those uh-huh. lyrics those lyrics are so poignant right now more than ever. Oh my god, I love that version. That is so I... so good. Let me ask you something, Steve Boyd. You got the inside info. Is George Clinton really retired? No, nah, he gonna he gonna be playing, man. He gonna do it until he drops. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I knew I wasn't supposed to believe that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he he gonna do it till he drops, man. He ain't gonna he ain't ready to stop yet. Now, when when it's when he announced, or I don't even know how it works. You tell me when it's like, okay, I'm retiring, or this is the farewell tour. Do you guys just laugh, or like? <laughs> Or do you just like keep a straight face, or how do you react when you hear that? Do you believe it, or act like you believe it when you hear it? Or, well, I can tell you, don't nobody be filling out no applications at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me tell you something. This has been one of the most fun interviews I've had. I'm glad, you know, Stephen, you were able to squeeze us in. I know you got like you know, 14 or 19 other channels up there. I'm glad the Ace Out Podcast is on one of those streams. You got that podcast going. It's been an honor to talk to you. We love JW. JW um, gave us the four one one that we could even rap with you and stuff. Uh, what are you yeah. gonna What are you gonna do this week? What are you doing this year? You got gonna get new material? You're gonna record? How about your solo stuff? Well, I did. I did reach out to JW. Great. I reached out. Yeah, I reached out to JW and I extended a, a invitation to him. 
to come and record a song, and I would record it for him. Okay. We- uh, and he said he would definitely uh, probably take me up on that. Wonderful, man. That's so great. You guys still making music and stuff. I love yeah, to hear he, it. he was going to bring his guitar over, and uh, we was going to get busy. I love that, man. You guys sound so fresh, too. It sounds so beautiful. Got a lot of history. It's got a lot of heart and soul. It's been an honor to talk to you, man. I know we've, we've both seen you play live, like, so many times. Every time I've seen the P-Funk All-Stars since, like, 91, you know, right. I've seen you perform, singing that Bob gun. I love how you do that. It's fun talking to you, hey, man. Hey, man, the, the pleasure has been all mine. We got the Detroit Bay Area uh, Coalition going on. Man, we got we got the Atlanta Coalition going on. Mm-hmm. We got Detroit. Mm-hmm. We got L.A. We got the Bay Area. <laughs> man, we got we got we got the United States sold up. <laughs> Somebody told me we have D.C. In South Carolina, <laughs> mm-hmm. brother Pete, we got we got them all, and, and everybody in every state will receive their stimulus check by oh, the right. end of February. Oh man! Thank God, just in time. I was about to go steal a car, man, on the way out. Of this. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, all right, man. And uh, sorry I kept bugging you t- on the phone earlier. I just want to make sure uh, we weren't going to miss the appointment with you. And I uh, hope you have a great no night. No problem. All right. And tell your family I said hi and, uh, you know, just have a great rest of the year. I'll be I'll be talking to you soon, checking in with you soon. But have a great night, man. It's been great talking to you. Don't watch too much TV, all right? Get some sleep. Well, I got 10 TVs going at the same time. <laughs> and my mother, she'll keep three going in the house. What's she watching? She don't be watching them. They just be going. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what channel I was wondering. Like, what, Lifetime channel, BET? What, what does she have on? She likes to watch Bravo. Okay. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wives. Or at least turn, yeah, the wives shows. Or at least turn it on and then not the- watch it, right? That's them housewives. Right. <laughs> My mom liked that, too. The housewives of, uh, of wherever. Jackson, Mississippi. Mm. <laughs> My mom liked the little people of Atlanta. <laughs> oh, is that a show? <laughs> My mom loved that show, dude. She loved it. You uh, talk to her about it, you say something wrong about one of them, she'll get on you. Oh, really? She'll Don't flash? you talk about Miss, uh, you know... <laughs> My mom is about it. Oh, man. But all right, Steve. All right, man. Well, I hope you get some rest at some point, but you enjoy yourself. It's been great talking to you and enjoying your wonderful music. All right, man. Thank you very much for having me on the show, man. All All right, Steve. Nice meeting you, brother. Nice meeting you. Funkstore.com. Right on. All right, man. Peace. Honey, darling. Later. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Who <laughs> was watching TV while we talking? Yeah. Might as well get me. Well, 
Thinking that interview, man, that was fun as hell. And that was fun. He <laughs> he was cracking me up. He has a good he has a good vibe too. <laughs> it's a really good vibe. Yeah, he does. Uh, Stephen Boyd, uh, thank you, JW, uh, once again for lacing us with you know another P Funk soldier. This, I mean, Detroit, Detroit's all about a style podcast. You know what I you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, gosh, they give us so much good guests, and it's a it's a great vibe. And a lovely thing. And I love his music. I love just singing it. I love having fun right. with it. I hope we actually did a show. I feel like I was just dancing and laughing right. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool dude. Yo, you guys, uh, don't forget, uh, we just got more and more shows coming up. Uh, longtime P-Funk guitarist Andre Fox will com- be coming on soon. Another J-Dub uh, selection. Uh, Marshall Thompson of the Shy Lines. Oh right. my God, I still can't believe it. Yeah, he'll be coming up. Uh, Richard Segovia, Richard Segovia, uh, percussionist of the Latin rock scene. You know, Malo, Piero Bandito, uh, Piero Bandito, Carlos Santana. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're gonna have Osha Savage come in and talk to us a little bit uh, nice. at some point. Jay Stone, Osha Vernon Savage. Uh, he's played as a member of Funkonauts, has played in a lot of different bands, has a lot of uh, deep funk history, so we're going to have him on. Oh, yeah. You know what? I also wanted to say RIP to Chick Corea. Yeah, that was um, sad the other night. At the time that we are recording this, he just died a couple days ago. Uh, I know he was an elderly gentleman, but always it still hurts when you, you, know, you hear that they pass right. away and stuff like that. Uh, Chick Corea, serious badass, and um, just love him. I love his work on even crazy stuff that's like more controversial, mm-hmm. like Bitches Brew and uh, some of those crazy Miles sessions, you know. Uh, I love Chick Corea. He's great. Um, again, you guys, uh, we can expect some kind of memorial uh, get-together once everything's groovy and everybody's cool. Uh, this summer for Brother P, Patrick Owens, uh, his mother said that's when she would like to do an event for him. So all of our local regional fam, please keep in tune for that. We'll be your CNN for that, and uh, we'll be your uh, PNN, yeah. and you'll <laughs> you'll be finding out <laughs> about that from us. Cool. Um, there's a lot of big things and cool things coming up for the Funkonauts this year, y'all. Uh, we're just I think we're just got a lot of big things coming this year, Jay Stone. And yeah. It's just feeling like the momentum is finally building. Yeah. And a lot of people are talking about different stuff coming on. So don't forget, we have an album, uh, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Uh, first of all, get that wherever music is sold. Yes, please. You need it. 
Yeah, and I know we got a lot of new uh, material in the oven. You oh know, my bacon. god, man, we have a few. A lot of hot stuff cooking. Yes, a lot of sir. interesting stuff. And some other type of uh, media endeavors you guys might be surprised by. You might be surprised what you're going to see the fucking nuts do this year. Um, I forgot to say, I just want to say one last thing uh, before we head out. Because I'm exhausted. I don't know about you. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Been doing this show. I'm doing this show more than, you know, Jimmy Fallon or something, you know, doing the show so regularly, you know. Right. Um, I just wanted to say a couple things about some albums that came out in 2020. Uh, Jay Stone one, I think I mentioned this to you before, but I just want to reiterate on right. the air here. Uh, Live in Maui came out in 2020. Another Jimi Hendrix album was mm. released. You know, he comes out with a new album every, every year. year. <laughs> Nonstop. This one is especially good. I got to say, they they mixed it right. They Oh, the band is unbelievable. Like Billy Cox on bass. Right. They yeah. have a really interesting set list. Uh, so it's Mitch Mitchell, Billy Cox, and it is phenomenal. Uh, live in Maui, it just came out very recently in 2020. Yeah, it is a far out performance, and it's really tight. I know you guys might be rolling your eyes out there, but no, it's it's one of the better ones, man. That's I highly the, recommend it. That's the one with the video too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I haven't watched the video. I've only yeah. heard the audio, and oh my god, it just it'll blow you away. Wow, it's really worth putting cool. on, like at home, like one Saturday afternoon. It's really, really something else. Be cool to put the video on and turn the volume off and play the. Yeah, right, video. right. Yeah, you know I, mean? I love to, I love to do that. Right yeah. too, man. It sounds great. Um, also, I don't know if I've said this before, but the latest Thundercat bass player, Thundercat. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's a great album. Unbelievable. That that brother's crazy. Yeah. I like Thundercat. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 out of this world. And his latest one is no exception. Uh last and never least, another one that you're like, you might be like, oh, roll your eyes and like, oh, really? Is it really the bomb? <laughs> you know, lately, um, the, there's a latest uh Bootsy Collins album. It's called Power of the One. It's got mm. a great, beautiful album cover, by the way. And you're okay, yeah, cool, okay. Bootsy's on his latest album, has some guest spots, whatever, you know. Right. Dude, this album is ill, Jay Stone. Is it? I'm talking about it just came out, 2020, like in, I guess in December or okay. November it came out. Sweet. This album is ill. So it does have, you know, guest stars that are kind of surprising, like like has George Benson on one cut. Uh, there's even other bassists on there, like Bella Fleck. There's like even Larry Graham it, on there. What? And some badass, like, you know, kind of cats that you don't really know who are, who they are, but that he's picked. Right. Um, it's pretty sick, dude. And there's some pretty intensely badass tunes. I know that Bootsy Collins, um, recently in the last two years, he had some kind of inner ear problem where his doctor told him he couldn't perform bass live. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't affect his bass playing in the studio. Mm. So this album is just him just ripping it. I'm talking just like wow. with the overdrive, with the pedals, right. with the... Just the crazy funk. Wow. So anyway, I thought we could, uh, I just want to get your reaction. I thought we could leave with um, a tune from that. So I was trying to pick one that was good. Mm -hmm. I think you'll be really amazed with this one tune. This is Bootsy Collins. This is called Slide Easy. Go ahead and hit that, Nick. And I'm uh, check this one out. Request. And they're saying, dude, What's this beat comes in? to be playing music. So like the horns and the shit coming. Hey. Come on now. Hey. I wanna take you back in time. Yeah, there you go. 
Wow. Right? Anyway, I just wanted you to check that yeah, out. Man. I know you got your dog Sunra in the car, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have a good night. I'll see you next time. Right Jay on, Stone. brother. Right on. All right. All right. See you soon.